welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... G'day everybody, welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. I'm Conrad Francis and I'm joined today by the lovely presence of Marco. Hello. Travis. Ahoy hoy. Michael. Hey guys. And... Drop your fucking sub. <laughs> drop sub. <laughs> hey. Justin. We are missing Matt Hannum. Oh, Maddie. Hey, guys. We're missing magic. Jeez, we love these Miss you, Matt. Hours, hours of power that we've put together. Magic mm. Mike. Magic Probably what I need just to go into a weekend after a tough week. That's been a Today, tough week. Uh, it's always a tough week, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh God. And we're on. We're on. <laughs> I'm on drinks and therefore I'm hosting. And you are? Well, you're hosting and therefore you're on drinks. Ooh. Tomato, tomato. Anyway. That's a lot of So I've, I've been going through my... I've been cataloguing the wines in my office because I just said to buy too much fucking wine. And we're drinking a wine from the Clare Valley called... Um, it's, a, it's a Riesling. Ooh, uh, the wine is called Killy Canoon. And we're drinking it because we've got a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Good reason. Uh, so I need to get... You only brought one bottle. It is actually quite yeah. nice. You're well, right. I've got to drive, so. Mm. Yeah, but, okay. We've been struggling to get through wine. Selfish. You've got a game, I've got to drive, and we've been struggling to get through wine. And, okay. Well, hurry up, just pour it, let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the story, so the story behind is, is I've got a lot of it. We're going to enjoy it, and we'll talk about it later. Nice. Well, good story. Very good story. Why have we got, oh, well, there is five of us. Oh, Oops. man. What? <laughs> Marco, I'm, I'm just giggling because every time we start an episode, I, I'm giggling when I'm listening to it. So I'm just like thinking forward to my giggling of the start of this ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. Is that a word? That's I, a good show on MTV. Whoops. I like the big one. I thought like, you were driving. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. gents. Salud. Oh. Good luck in getting tonight. It? Always a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so we've got uh, two guys on content. Ooh. Unfortunately, for the listeners out there, it's not me. So, Did you say I'll fortunately? Take, I'll, I'll take I'll take a break this week and be more of a passenger. Mark, I don't need to make noises already. It's delicious. Mm. Well, I don't buy shit, mate. Um, Did you buy this Travis one? and Justin. Mm. Um, so I believe we're going with Trav. No, Justin's oh, done. No. <laughs> I think you guys just changed that, right? You, you read the memo, obviously. <laughs> There's a 50 50 chance. Yeah, okay. well, unlucky. <laughs> All right, so we're going with Justin. Over to you, buddy. All right. Um, so. That I brought to the table some Tim Ferriss content, um, which is actually one of the first times we've probably really got into some core Ferris. There's always been reference to Ferris. Um, is it? Yeah. I don't think we've... never really pulled apart anyone Ferris? No. No. No, this oh, is the wow. first time. Um, this is one of Tim Ferriss's earlier interviews um, with a fella called uh, BJ Miller. And the title of the podcast is... Uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast of it is The Man Who Studied a Thousand Deaths to Learn How to Live. 
Um, this was actually suggested by Marco, so I'm kind of stealing Marco's uh, content a little bit here. <laughs> Episode but, 153. Yes. 153. Yep. Definitely, um, definitely worth a listen. Definitely worth a listen. Tim Ferriss's early stuff is phenomenal. Some of the later stuff uh, we haven't been consuming, but I remember in my early days, uh, Tim Ferriss was a staple to um, kind of consuming content, um, you know, with Arnold and Robbins um, and Ryan Holiday. Yep, yep some of his earlier stuff. So if you're not familiar with Tim Ferriss, definitely check him out. Um, and I wanted to bring uh, this one to the table. It's a fascinating interview. This this guy, BJ Miller, um, he is a palliative care physician um, out of San Fran. And what I didn't realize until about halfway through the podcast is he actually only has one limb as well, fully functioning. So mm. he had an accident when he was um, younger and uh, I think he lost his legs and um, left arm. Um, phenomenal, obviously human. Um, he helps uh, individuals and he believes that uh, we should empathize as humans much more around the death process and feels like it could be a, a much better experience than what it currently is in um, our society, um, which is really interesting. Um, I don't, I'm not necessarily want to go down and talk about death, which I know a couple of us might like to. What I found really <laughs> fascinating from his podcast is um, two things. Uh, one is his take on perspective. Um, I really love the little kind of hacks or tricks that he does um, to help kind of remind himself of, you know, kind of how tiny and insignificant somewhat we actually are as a, as a species um, relative to the world and the universe and things like that. Um, but the second thing was his kind of love around this concept called purposelessness. Um, and we've actually talked, and I thought this was really cool to bring up because we talk a lot about vision and why which is all around purpose, and us humans Mark always. Doesn't. No, <laughs> I think about it now. He thinks about it now. <laughs> he yeah. has to. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I was fascinated about this because he talks about his love for art, um, and he's got this thing called the snowball kind of story, um, which we might not fully go into. But he's got this um, this element around kind of experiencing purposelessness, which is experiencing stuff that uh, doesn't have any purpose. What's the point? Like it just, just is, just, just enjoy it. And one of the one, common ones that he references to, and particularly people who are dying, um, uh, they can lose their sense of purpose. And he talks about the, uh, I think it's the cookie effect, um, where the act of just smelling a cookie. Um, freshly baked cookie. Freshly baked cookie really gets humans going like you know it's this element of like it doesn't mean anything it's pointless um and just the smell of it because he, he talks about purposeness um really allowing you to be right in the moment because all you think about is whatever's in front of you and um i was trying to think back to elements of um where i've experienced purposeless and um because he also talks about art having no real purpose um yet as us humans, we we still admire it, we still do it. Um, well, it's purposeful to the artist, I guess. Yeah, but it doesn't serve any real meaning, which is what he goes on to talk yeah. about. So my question, um, which I kind of now want to open up a little bit, is what are um, some things 
or have you ever experienced sense of purposelessness? Have you ever been aware of it? And, um, you know, those little moments where you, you just kind of, you just realize how kind of, because um, I think with purposelessness as well, there's a sense of insignificance too. It gives you perspective because like the fact of just smelling that cookie, like this is the only thing that matters right now in this moment. It actually really balances out. Um, so yeah, I'm just really keen is um, I've never, I've never thought about it this way. And this podcast changed, ironically, my perspective on it. Um, yeah, I just want to open up. Have you experienced, do you experience, do you actively seek it? Is that, is that similar to the theory of what you lose your, lose time doing? Because I think we talked about um, that a while ago, right? No. Other way around, I think. Mm, it's no. the sort of opposite of that, I think. Mm. Is it? It's, it's, yeah. it's paying attention to, to what's it. around you. And it might not be the thing you're doing. Yeah. It might be the little thing that you see out the corner it, of your eye. It and might be like, yeah, drinking this wine. There's no purpose really to it I mean unless you want to get alcoholic but you may it might be so um, just the the the, the liquid on your lips you just go ah that's nice like that's a purposeless act um, so we don't not, often think about it we'll, we'll just no. we'll just drink it or whatever and not really get into the moment of yeah touching your so lips to, of the taste so to give context I'm going to paraphrase his snowball story um, which was the driver of it so um, I need to go back uh, he was a le- short. Long story short, purposelessness or purposefulness? No, lack of purpose. Lack of purpose. Yeah. So purposelessness. Yes. Meaning, meaninglessness. Meaninglessness. Yeah, you've been you've been shortening it slightly when you yeah, say okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> English is not my uh, just add another point on the end yeah. of it. Yeah, it's, it's, all right. You brought your A game last week, yeah. mate. <laughs> um, enough, not enough wine yet. But he, um, uh, BJ was uh, climbed up on a train, long story short, was ex- uh, electrocuted um, by the, the overhead wires. Um, and when you electrocuted uh, your body, uh, according to this, um, again, referencing from his story, your body burns from the inside out. He was in the burns unit, went through all this crazy, um, you know, experience, trauma. And um, the nurses that he was, he was isolated in this room um, in kind of severe uh, care. And one of the nurses who he got along on along with really well decided one day to bring a snowball into um, his room. I'm, I don't know. I can't remember why. Um, because when you get burns, it's not the burns that kill you. It's the infections after. So he was in complete quarantine. That's right. Uh, and they're not allowed sort of anything from the outside world. Only one person allowed in the room at a time. They have to be completely sort of suited up and no germs, nothing. So that's why. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he's in a bubble. Thanks, um, Hado. And um, so she brought in the snowball and he's still obviously experiencing this. And he, he talks about the sensation of how just the coldness on his hands being burnt and that was just like, it was just, he was just in fully in the moment. And like there was nothing about it other than watching the ice melt into water, and like there was no reason for that, and it was just like um, that was one of I think his first insights into this kind of I don't know whether you call it a theory, philosophy, idea that he um, he's really fond about, um, and he just said those moments um, really allow you to connect with the present, and I guess it's yeah. an element of connecting with the present. Um, and we're yeah. missing so much during the day, you know. If you're if you're not in that mindfulness sort of, if you're not in that mindset of, of being aware of what's around you at all times, what are you missing? What are these little things that are that are going straight past you? Is it allowing you to appreciate 
such little things because I know like say when I'm driving I put the window down I just put my hand out I just feel the wind going over my hand in all different things and like I'm just I'm literally just engrossed by it the entire time I'm driving Uh, and you could probably say that's you know a form of that Uh, but I really appreciate just the ability to I guess do that and be grateful uh, for I don't know, for that time out of my own head as well. And that's what it does. It creates a gratitude throughout the day. You know, if you do have that sort of perspective during the day of just seeing these little things and sort of connecting some emotion to it. But that's what it's got. That's what it is, right? It's the, the, well, through a psychology part here, simply put, any behaviour that, that's pleasure-directed rather than goal-directed uh, warrants being understood as purposeless. Purposeless. Well, because he does talk about reconnecting with, I think, your senses and, and, and just being human and um, really embodying, you know, yeah, being a... He says that the joy of having a body, like mm. the joy of being able to have a set a body that has senses. Yeah, and, and what I liked about um, BJ as well, because he, he referenced a lot to us as a species, and I think we forget <laughs> that we're actually... Just, we're, we're, we're animals. Animals. You know, mm-hmm. we are, a, you know, a, a species... Uh, well, apart from God, Conrad. Apart from Conrad. Who's a god. He, he's, in the minor, he's in the minority, apparently. One percenter. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, like, uh, I love driving with the window down. For whatever reason, I have to have the window down. I just love the, the breeze against uh, a face which is similar to that. Um, yeah. Is it allowing yourself not to be robotic and actually just almost not be present I don't know that's what I enjoy about yeah, it so to, 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 was like gazing at a fish leisurely swinging back and forth in a tank yeah I think I it's being ultra tank. present I think it's really being present mm. rather than rather than the opposite I don't know yeah. no, I think you're no. right it, it, yeah. it, is, it is present but like they're saying without a goal yes yeah I do it on the walk with It's the kind dog. of funny though, right? Because is, is enjoyment not a goal? Yeah, that's where I'm struggling. Because everything... Because <clears throat> then, then it does tick the box that we were talking about with relation to what you were doing, right? Whether, whether you lose time creating video, isn't that purposelessness that you're doing without necessarily having an end goal, if that's what you love doing, like a hobby? I don't think it's a, a thing that you can stay in all the time. It's the moments within within moments between moments. I think it's <laughs> there's a quote for the Instagram. Talk about going down a fucking tunnel, tunnel of moments within moments. Tunnel of moments. I think I think it's I think it's more about enjoying. Like you touched on the little things. So when like people are reflecting, you know, on their last moments, um, you know, they either well, what did he refer to? He's talked about regret. Um, not doing enough with their life, feeling like they never had a purpose, and um, he uh, what he called it um, ex existential existential um, something where they don't know how um, he refers to how uh, we can treat pain, we can treat all this other stuff really well, but um, there's this phenomenon where. Uh, yeah, people lose a sense of purpose mm. um, towards the back end of, of close to close to death, um, and simple things like that can actually reconnect them um, back, uh, which was super interesting. Um, so, 
I think it's, you know, appreciating the, the little things uh, as well. Well, myself and Marco were talking as we walked in today, and Marco's got a bit of a obsession just now of cloud, which is a simple thing, yeah. Of look, but I mean, I love cloud. Simple thing exactly. for a simple bloke. I love it. Yeah. But I mean, it is. On I, simple mind. <laughs> Another quote for the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Marco. Oh, yeah, <laughs> When I walk the dog in the morning, yeah. you know, can I just put it there? If anybody, <laughs> anybody sees my social, and if I start quoting Travis Hayden, please tell me to stop. <laughs> what were you saying, Michael? When I walk the dog in the morning, I'm very, and I've been doing this now for a few months, very aware of, because it's a beautiful walk, got trees and bushes and forest, and it's early in the morning, the sun's. It's just his backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sun's coming up. I really concentrate on these beautiful elements that are around me at all times so I'm not shouting at the dog who's run off in the different direction or whatever it's like just look at that sunset and pause and actually take it in and get the sense of it straight in, into the brain look at a tree look at a bush look at the ground like all this amazing nature that's around us at, at all times I think a lot of the time we just walk past it so I mean is there another question to it like as you said um, th does this purposelessness. <laughs> There's a lot of S's. That's a great word for Scrabble. Yeah. Does it really exist? I mean... Yeah, of course it does. Well, it, it does. I mean, it does in those things. What it, what it talks about here, uh, it exists in the uh, in those pleasure things. Things you do for pleasure. I think pleasure... I don't know if it's pleasure. Is it pleasure? Because they, they look at it... The opposite to that, they, they talk is hedonism, which is an obsessive nature. Um... But hedonism, isn't that? That's about the pure pursuit of all, just pleasure constantly, constantly. Yeah, pleasure. but that becomes the goal, right? As yeah. opposed to just yeah, being. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. Um, I think. Well, I learned something new today. Yeah, I think one of the other things he talked, one of the things that got. <laughs> that word is going to trip me up forever. <laughs> <laughs> that I got out of the podcast was talking about wanting well of others when you talked talked about you know just in life in the car wherever you are it's very easy we talked about negativity before in a couple in a couple of podcasts ago and we're our minds are kind of um wired to think negatively of, of you see somebody you might a negative thought may come up in your head but he said like and that's one of the practices he does daily is just wish somebody well like whoever it is you're interacting with just a, and that just breeds gratitude inside you which just well can I, can I take that a step back and I think it's something that we've talked about quite a bit the the part before that which was which I did get to was the part about empathy which you're talking about which allows you to get to that point not not empathy that he was talking about in that instance it's just wishing somebody well but is it is empathy not about that yes yeah yeah I mean I mean, the conversations I've had, and, and Marco, you've had with, with, with the same person you and I were talking about, uh, Dale, was, was about empathy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About yeah. that person. <laughs> that person, yeah. Dale. Mm -hmm. um, empathy. Yeah. And, and I had a coffee with, with Dale this morning around the same thing about trying to understand people. Empathy and is the understanding of trying to put yourself in their, their position, I suppose. But what, what he's saying is just wishing happiness to somebody. I think the empathy but is, is, is that still not the is, is empathy part still of, I think not it's the part, gateway part of the gratitude yeah because yeah, yeah. I'm teaching Dale about his gratitude journal and a lot of his daily statements were very shallow mm. um, and he and I was talking to him about taking the statements 
back further, you know, why, so why are you grateful for this and where did it emanate from to go to the root cause of where the gratitude comes from um, and using empathy toward, to allow them to get to a more grateful state for just that experience. Yeah. So empathy to me is an understanding of the yeah. situation from an, from an external perspective inwards as opposed to inwards Yeah, definitely, outwards. but I think what I was talking was just the pure simplicity of wishing somebody well, looking at somebody walking past on the street and saying, I hope that person has a happy day. That instantly creates gratitude and a happiness in you. Mm. It's a way of instantly turning on. That's something he talked about as a, as a daily practice that he, that he does. So not as deep as empathy, not, I suppose... Oh, but, no, but, but you say you're doing it to feel good, though. Of course, yep. So that's not purposelessness. And, and that's, that's, that's what kind of why I'm staying so quiet is because I'm thinking you can... Because you, we fabricate purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. talked about the story. We can wind a lot of stories yeah. around a lot of things. And that's one of the amazing things we can do as a species. Yeah. Species. And we... So in this conversation, when we, when we choose to say that there's no purpose in it, it's because we're taking that perspective on it. Whereas everything Has can purpose. have a purpose. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at things that bring you pleasure or, you know, observing a cloud or, you know, watching a fish, putting your hand out in the, in the car, there that you could argue that the purpose there is to just take time to re-energize, feel, feel grateful, blah, blah, blah. So I, and, and the, so I'm, I wish I could link it back because I've listened to this podcast heaps, but the really interesting thing is, I think I've listened to it, it's, what, it's like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, I think I've listened true. to it seven, eight times. Wow. I can't remember the purposelessness. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's really I, bizarre because I take some really big things from it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember this bit about yeah. it. I definitely remember the the, the snowflake thing, yeah. and I and I can deeply visualize the appreciation and the and the feeling, but I can't remember this purposelessness. Yeah, that's it's it's interesting because that was one of the core messages I got out of what he was trying to communicate was. Yeah. Um, to kind of let your hair down a little bit as well. Like that was the back end of it. And maybe I'm over uh, emphasizing it yeah. as well. Um, I pulled it out because I thought it was so unique. Yeah. I've never heard of it really yeah. before because yeah. we talk about everything else, the gratitude. And, and he touches on all these amazing things and, and uh, he's got some great stories, which is a lot of what we've talked about. But this is a really different angle, which yeah. stood out for me um, because... I can take things too seriously and he talked a lot about uh, correct me if I'm wrong Marco about yeah. how like um, actually he referenced he believes ambition is evil and towards the back end okay. he, he was um, talking about he's becoming more ambitious which he's a little bit scared about mm. um, because he's referenced it as evil where he feels a lot of those elements allow you to just kind of play and um, let your hair down and not take life so seriously and that yeah, yeah we're a little speck on a moving rock in the middle of the universe yeah. um, and I think that's how he was referencing purposelessness too was to help and maybe that's really all it is is, is to enable you to have perspective exactly shifts. there you yeah. go there's the word I was like it, it's perspective and he's got yeah. that story around and, and he uses that and, 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 and maybe I haven't communicated that I took that he uses a lot that a lot as a tool yeah. Yeah. to shift perspective because we always create stories around there could be a reason or a why yeah. or whatever mm. sometimes it's just okay to do shit for yeah. no fucking reason it doesn't need to be an agenda like, yeah. you know, like music is music listen to Correct. it because you he love talks about music, yeah. art, film a lot of those things yeah. and 
even though yeah you might create so a this film is largely purposelessness sorry there's a lot of, there's not a lot of purpose in this not really this conversation <laughs> <laughs> Or, or there is if you choose to see it as personal development or sharing and blah 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 so it's just the, what you, the story you tell yourself yeah okay for sure but I think um, yeah it's super super fascinating how um, yeah because I only listened to it to the once brokenly <laughs> yeah it's long but it's um, so but it's worth it it's very long yeah. he's such um, an amazing he's, he's such he's, a beautiful soul that guy as and well and his voice he's, is yeah. just amazing yeah. to listen to I, I tend to like lose my shit over good sounding voices hey I'm just realising I mentioned it a lot on the podcast as well but, um, I, I, I just think one of the key takeaways from his his podcast though um, yeah look I, I guess my purpose for that was uh, to kind of you should have just enjoyed it <laughs> exactly just enjoy the podcast um, what it was but I love his take on perspective um, and that's what it was. I want to share enjoy, my favorite. Enjoy the little things. And I know this is one of your favorite, Marco. So go for well, it. Well, my favorite little. <laughs> and we'll wrap out. And move on to wrap out. Um, <laughs> drop a beat, Hato. <laughs> I'm, I'm the whitest guy here. <laughs> Let's see if uh, I will land. Um, he <laughs> shares a story on perspective, which I often think back to, often being like maybe once every couple of weeks or whatever, where he talks about if you're ever feeling overwhelmed or you know you need a dose of perspective and it happens to be the evening you can look up and when you see the stars you can think about the fact that the light in the time it's taken that light to hit your eyes it's hitting you hitting your eyes right now that star doesn't actually exist anymore so it's so far away that at the speed of light that Thing does not exist anymore yet you perceive it to exist that is how massive the scale of what you're just experiencing is therefore you know what's what what is the significance what is the meaning of us like it's really insignificant mm. and puny and tiny and that's quite liberating and refreshing i find just like um that emma stone bit uh that i brought into the podcast a little while ago which was just um we don't mean anything. It's all meaningless. And I think that's though to wrap like to, that's why I think um, I really like the purposefulnessness, whatever. How we no, no, other one. <laughs> purposefulnessness. Um, he um, it's just it is just enjoying the moment, enjoying the little things, like enjoying that smell of a cookie, enjoying that snowball melting in your hand, um, creating a, a, a video or a piece of art, or admiring a piece of art, or the wind through your hair, or whatever that simple act of you don't have to be doing something I think which is probably where I got to I feel like I, I feel like I'm cheating right now I know we're trying to move on to the next subject but yeah. I, I am having this thought at the moment that I feel like I'm cheating because I'll look up and I'll see a cloud and some of them are just so well defined that I'm just like fuck that's such a nice cloud and then I get happy and I smile and I'm like that is sick and I watch it and then I like tell my like whatever friends are around me and they think I'm weird but I'm like that, that, I think that's just like, that, 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 it's a cheat it's a cheat I feel like when you get to that point yeah I think that's a discovered perfect, something I think that's a perfect example of it is enjoying that like um, and he talks about becoming your whole, like, and being weird and not giving yeah. a shit. Um, and when you believe that, which I do now, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you guys if you don't like the cloud. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, on anyway. that note, on, on love me and, some cloud. <laughs> clouds and stuff. Um, okay, shut up. <laughs> 
look, I, it's a great podcast. Um, definitely listen to it. It gives you a great perspective on, on, on death and how to live, really. And, um, you know, I think we should all acknowledge uh, and, and face the fact of that we're all going to die anyway and um, use that as a tool to live better. And um, listen it out, 153, BJ Miller, Tim Ferriss. The it's link great. will be in the blog. Yes. It'll be in the notes. Over to you, Hato. I'm quite happy for another wand. No. There's <laughs> <laughs> some more in the bottle, mate. Um, you got a game to play. I do. Uh, so when you put your article in our group, it was funny because the way I reacted, because uh, I wanted to talk about sort of grief and pain and death and that sort of stuff. Um, I didn't went, I didn't go there. No, which you didn't go that way, which sort of put me off. No, not put me off, but <laughs> gave me a curveball. So I thought that we would be able to... That was the purpose. The head fake. To, <laughs> roll, to roll into it. But no, I've, um, I've had an interesting week this week. So on my journey, I when I was 18, I lost my cousin. Uh, he was, had a drug problem and had died at the age of 28. So the time I... The, the age I am currently. Um, and it was his anniversary on Thursday night. So yesterday. Um, and it was, it was interesting because uh, I did a little bit of reflection on it and sort of my entire family caught up last night and got together and had a bit of a celebration and, and catch up and um, which was really nice. But uh, you know, when I was looking back at that time, um, it made me think about uh, how I processed my grief within that situation. And uh, when I, so I was 18 and you know, I didn't process it at all. I uh, basically just uh, push it down deep inside uh, and and didn't touch it for a very long time and it's it, it came out eventually later on when uh, another good friend of mine actually passed away three years later and I think I grieved for both of them at the same time uh, and I went through a, a massive massive change in mindset and uh, personal growth in a very very steep curve um, Thank you, Conrad. And um, so I, I basically just wanted to talk about grief. Um, I've got a whole heap of notes here about what grief is, uh, the, the symptoms of grief, the stages of grief. Um, but uh, to put it in short, uh, what I want to ask is what is something you should do slash uh, tell yourself I don't like the word tell yourself, uh, when, found, when you're found in a situation of grieving or pain. And let me reiterate that grief isn't just about death. It's uh, losing your job, um, you know, breaking up with your girlfriend, um, you know, probably not stubbing your toe, <laughs> but uh, significant things that happen within your life. I think everyone goes through grief at a certain certain time. Um, the, there's a really good uh, quote about uh, stress that Tony Robbins actually uh, says, but I think it's very applicable to grief as well. And and it's the um, it's only I'm going to butcher it, but it is a power, paraphrase something along the lines of um, it's your uh, what's the word stress is only your uh, MD, help me out here. Um, evaluation. There you go. Same with grief. 
you, you know, it's your evaluation of what you're going through. Um, but, you know, to, to give you a little bit of backstory, there's, uh, you know, if I could speak to myself 10 years ago, I'd probably say to myself, there's two things. Uh, I'll tell myself, you'll get through this and um, you're only given what you can handle. So I don't believe anyone else is given something that they can't handle. Uh, so they're the two things that I would probably uh, say to myself or that I could give uh, some tips to some people or, or you know, something that's going through something similar or that sort of thing. So I know, Conrad, you've, you've experienced something very similar to myself. Do you have any points to, to add? I'm probably similar to you, mate. I mean, I, I lost my grandparents fairly early as well, so I, I probably went through the grief or the trying to understand grieving phase. Actually, it's probably around your, your age, around 18. Um, I had a friend that passed away at school, and I think for what it was worth, I, I think I didn't grieve any of that stuff. Um, just went down and carried on with life, and I think there was a massive deferral of that. Uh, and it probably showed out in other ways, and you're right, it shows up in ways broken relationships, change of jobs, uh, and anything that causes you some uncertainty and instabilities where grief gets triggered. So it has come out in other phases of my life, but not generally at the time where you think traditionally you'd attach grief to. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I learned about it um, and I understand the process through it, but everybody does grieve dif- differently too. I don't, think there's, I don't think there's a set formula for everybody, but everybody will go through certain phases um, at certain times. Yeah, I remember when my granddad passed away um, he was in Scotland. I'd, I was living over here at uni uh, when I was about 18 or 19. And I sort of at the time remember being obviously heartbroken at the time, but it, sort of feeling bad that I didn't grieve enough. Mm-hmm. Like it was a really weird feeling. I was like, I should be grieving more. I should be crying. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. But it, none of that sort of bubbled bubbled to the surface. And it hasn't come out. I don't think it was a, something I was trying to sort of keep, keep inside. It was just a, I don't know, it just didn't. It didn't, um, as you said, different levels of grief. So, it, I mean, I was very close to him as well as a, as a youngster in Scotland and I'd been away from him for a long, for like five years or so living in Australia. He was a beautiful man. Um, it's because you're self-aware and you have the ability to process your emotions now. Yeah, but it's being responsible with your emotions, yeah. right? I mean, and that's what we talked about the other week and what I just said before. I mean, grieving is where a lot of emotions come through um, you know, obviously sadness is one of the biggest ones um, and you will get through all of that space but it's, it's not, con- it's not con- uh, confusing yourself through the process it's understanding acknowledging yourself through the process and I think that some people even use grief as a, as a tool for themselves like allowing themselves to and that's not even grief I don't know, you know we talked about the negative stuff people using negative as a, as a kind of motivator for themselves I think a lot of people will use grief to let themselves, you know, get to yeah. get to a, whatever level it is, um, without sort of really accepting what what's actually happening. Do you under, Am I, I making sense with yeah, that? Yeah, I um, think it ties to. We were talking about the Michael Gervais interview last week, and he mentioned, you know, when you, the objective, the narrative generally is that you know everyone seeks happiness, but actually, when your grandma dies. Do you want to feel happy? Yeah. That's not. It's not always to be happy. It's yeah. to experience the full range of human emotion and not get lost within that. And I'm um, listening to the to my the self thinking about grieving and going. Well, yeah, you want to just you want to accept it and you want to go with it. And then 
where you're going, I think, and I, I actually face the same thing, not because I'm experiencing it, but because it pops into my head a lot about how bad would I feel or to what degree would I grieve? And then I find myself judging myself or being scared of potentially not grieving quote unquote enough because the perceived level of grief is meant to be X, Y, or Z. Right. And you know, we talk, we, we, it sounds weird to say, but we talk a lot about death and how we use that to, to, um, consider the way we live our lives. And I actually, over the last month think, no, if my dad died, if my mother died, if my brother died, I can't see myself at the moment really, really grieving. And that scares me because is it because I don't love them enough or is it because actually when I have my interactions with them, that I'm not holding back. Yeah, really- I have the conversations that I yeah, want to be having at the moment, but, but it's scary for me. And this is the first time I've been talking about it. It's scary for me to admit that, Actually, I, I don't know. And, and I pro- knowing myself, I'm a very emotional person. And when I grieve, I grieve hard. So I probably will also then revert to the thought of, actually, yeah, I'd pr- probably go on a deep hole, but yep. well, I'm with you vein, on that. But in the same vein, your, your, your emotional intelligence dictates a lot of how you process your emotions, right? Yeah. Um, I think the five, six of us have a, a very different understanding of our emotional states now than what we probably were five, ten definitely, years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, you know, the article Travity Circulated talks about the stages of grief, and I've processed some of this stuff as I've gone through the different things. I mean, I, I, I actually even went through grief uh, when my daughter and I were separated for a period of time. Yeah. And it, yeah. I remember saying to somebody then, it feels like a breakup. Yeah. Um, and you go through you know, the but, five stages that uh, Kubler Ross talks about denial, um, you know, this can't be happening to me. Then you go through anger, why is this happening to me and who is to blame? Bargaining, why this. Why this not? Uh, why is this not happen? And in return, I will. Uh, I make this not happen, and in return, I will. Um, no, that's uh, that's very standard. I'm not sure about, about you guys or travel. But I don't know. You can't have steps for grief, can well, you? Well, you, you, you do. You do go through them. I mean, yeah, upon reflection, probably upon, would. Upon yeah. reflection, I, 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 I acknowledge. I don't think you can have it as a. You know, <laughs> this is what's going to happen Apparently when experience you grieve. You, you okay, know, three p.m. I'm going to go from <laughs> anger to bargaining. There's no, there's no time frame. No, there is no time frame. But these course, are yeah, these course, are real yeah. stages. You, know, you might spend a flutter of a time frame in any one of these. Okay, yeah, but you sure. will also hang out in some of them longer. Yeah. Um, but the the challenge is to acknowledge, you know, the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, and then the acceptance. And it's strangely enough, it's the acceptance part that goes you through and takes you through yeah, to the other, to the other yeah. side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's so if you can get through accepting yeah. the death, mm-hmm. um, whilst not necessarily denying everything else, and to get you there quicker, the the act of thinking about death more often yeah. as a as a, an actual practice, which is this, a stoic practice of a kind of negative visualization mm. of thinking about death of a loved one of or of whoever actually takes you to a place where. Instead of just ignoring death, death's not there. It's, you know, a, great, it's a great reality check. Of course. It's a great yeah. motivator. It's a great, great, great motivator. It's, for, for great relationships. But it, it can be, um, like on, on Marco's track, it can be scary. Um, so we talked about, I don't know, whether, I don't know whether it was one of our early podcasts, episode one or two, and we were talking about empathizing with death um, and grieving. Obviously, we're talking about grieving, uh, grieving here, but... I'd never actually gone through a death in my family until six months ago um, when my, uh, my Uma passed um, as, yeah, from cancer. And I remember getting the, the phone call 
and um, in the sense of like yeah there were tears and you know starting to feel it but then there was even laughter and or not laughter but uh, laughter is probably not the right word but senses of joy like there was joy of like because I knew the life that my or my lived and what she did and, and, and I knew where her head was at she was so grateful humble yeah. and all of those type of things so like I was going from a couple tears but I never I never went into full blown like crying or anything and, and there was a part Yet. of me which uh, uh, there was a part of me that um, and I, I wrote guilty. and I wrote her eulogy as well and um, I went up and spoke at her you funeral. Didn't shit a tear at all, not even write you. No, 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 but you don't have I shed, to. I shed, I shed, I shed a tear. You don't have to, so I don't feel like you. No, 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 no. I shed yeah. tears, but I wasn't like full blown crying or yeah. whatever. And like, um, you know, it definitely overwhelmed me. But there was an element of like compared to, and maybe you know, again, it's this judgment sense of like, should I feel more? Of like, yeah. should I feel more sad? Or what's going like? Like and, and and there is an element of like obviously a lot of stuff that we talk through and through I guess um, you know meditation acknowledging it still like all the stuff we talk about I think prepared Helps, me yeah. very well yeah. for when that occurred I think if it occurred five years ago not even two years ago three years ago it would have been a completely different story yeah. and just the um, fact of turning it into a celebration just flipping it on its head is I mean that's what I mean a lot of cultures its, a lot of cultures look yeah. at death as a celebration you know yeah. and it's I mean, I that straight away just I definitely approached it, it um, that way um, obviously uh, at the funeral itself was when it hit me the hardest but either side like I came back in and I worked the afternoon yep. you know like yeah. is that right wrong I don't know I was quiet but um, I'm with I'm and, and, and until I experienced his first death I actually really struggled to empathise with uh, full blown grief I guess mm. um, because I personally never experienced which is another conversation around can you empathise something you've never experienced personally um, which I struggled with for a while there um, but uh, yeah uh, I don't know about tips but I, I think acknowledging what it is uh, and I guess the awareness um, it's funny helps. though because uh, you you had time to grieve prior to your grandma passing away because she had cancer so you obviously knew I'm in a, another unique situation my someone very close to me in my family she was diagnosed with a terminal illness about six months ago and she was kind of given six to 12 to 18 months maybe two years max Yeah. Um, so you, you have the ability to start start grieving yeah. and it, yeah, it's yeah. it's really interesting it's something I've yeah. first this is the first time I've you know experienced Notice. it yeah and uh, it's it's harder because obviously it comes in waves and very differently and it's stretched out over a long period of time uh, but your ability to like the I beautiful through the first three when dad was around yeah the, the the beautiful like thing about it is that when they do pass it is a celebration you know, rather than anything else, uh, because you've you haven't done your grieving, but you've you've uh, if shit, if you're not a if you're not at peace with them leaving by the time you know if you've had two years or six months or twelve months, um, you know you haven't processed your emotions well yeah. enough throughout that stage. Uh, but, that, but that's okay too, Trent. Yeah, absolutely. Because emotional intelligence yeah. is something I think we do as a as a species take for granted <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know and it is it is something that I know I've taken for granted a large part of my life up until recent times the value of having, having to understand yourself at yeah. that emotional level yeah. we're the only species that even know we're going to die <laughs> that's that's why humans are so 
fucked up yeah. for, to a degree, yeah. yeah? Because no other species know that the impending loom of, of death is upon us. Humans do. Hence makes life very interesting. It's something that's going to happen to all of us. So it's definitely something you should talk about. And I think, like, for me bringing it up, I wanted to break down the stigma of especially men, like, grieving. I think it's, it's something that's very natural, very normal. You're allowed to do... You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to grieve however you want. You know, don't just yeah. suppress it, push it down. Uh, you know, allow yourself to process the emotions, and and um, you know it's it's going to be okay. You you not you know you are going to be okay at the end of it, and you're only given what you can handle. That's my. Is there um is there an element of is grieving only negative? What my questions that just popped into my head was. Can someone grieve by being happy about it in terms of... I think that's the acceptance piece, mate. So yeah. once you accept the issue that you're grieving about, yeah. that's the path towards what other ever emotion you want to celebrate from that. Okay. Um, so I think you still have to go through grief to get to the happiness part. In the acceptance of someone's life, let's say we're talking about at that stage in relation to death, I mean, because the things that they talk about um, as things you can grieve over something like loss of health um, or selling you the family home uh, retirement you can grieve so they're all emotional states uh, yeah. loss of something right change of, a lo- of certain things in your life um, yeah. and so once you accept that you're retired then you can start enjoying retirement okay so yeah. it's really any significant change of circumstance yeah yeah, yeah. and we attach that it to death dis- and loss that, yeah. dis- that disrupts yeah. Yeah. your kind of flow yeah can I um again referencing the interview that was on last week's podcast which like you guys know impacted me quite significantly talking about your job with loved ones and you're talking about the advice you give to yourself Um, if you truly love someone the worst thing you can do for them is to make them think it's all going to be okay sure and I feel like there's two components of the advice you're giving yourself and the component that sits better with what I've just said is the one that you say you're not given anything that you can't handle Mm. because when you do grieve about something honestly where I'm at at the moment anytime someone close to me is having issues and they they're seeking my help of course I'm gonna try and be tactful but now having heard that I'm gonna spend the emotion yeah try and get them to explore it and understand it rather than be like no, it's going to be okay. It's funny you said that because remember we talked about it last week, this person, this friend of mine who had the mum in hospital. Yeah. And when she rang me on the way to hospital when she first got told about her mum going to hospital, I said to her, don't be the parent. And what I meant by that was allow yourself to be the child that she is and go through the emotional state that you're being challenged to process. Because you can go and hyperdrive, and I did this with my dad. You go into hyperdrive in that state of, non-acceptance and that state of denial and say, well, we'll fix this and we'll get the doctors to do this and all that type of stuff. But you're not allowing yourself to process the emotion. But so you're right. It's it's the most intelligent thing any human being can do is encourage people to experience the emotion that the situation allows them to experience as quickly as they can experience it. And that's what um, Gervais really talked about. Hey, he talked about yeah, experiencing that. The full range. The full yeah. range. Because it's a um, gamut. It's, but, but he talks about not, but not staying, staying too long. Sure, 100%. In, and there's, a, I guess, the caveat with that. Don't stay too 100%. long in that um, either. 
Um, and I guess you also linked a Hato a Tony Robbins article um, with it, which pretty much said the same thing as Gervais, where it's where through pain is we experience the biggest growth um, as well, which, but I guess you can't really experience that growth until you get to that acceptance level. So it's how far, you, I guess, you well, can it's, get. It's you know. pain plus reflection equals growth. Yeah. That's the one, right? From yeah. 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 Ray Dalio's principles. Yeah, and that's the truth. Just feel, man. But I certainly appreciate the opportunity to talk about it because, you know, you bringing it up has actually made me realise I've been feeling guilty about the fantasies I'm projecting about my loved ones around me dying. And just just in the conversation I've realised, well, I'm judging myself because I, I actually don't know the outcome anyway, but it's an interesting... And, and plus... The outcome is whatever it is. The outcome is what it is. And, and grief, as like anything, would be a spectrum. Yeah. And, and one, upon reflection, and, and like I said, I've, I've got it through a few times. Yeah, Trav, you've had a few people... I mean, Matt went through his pet dying last week, or mm-hmm. the week before. Yeah. You know, um, it is all of those things. Everyone's going to experience that type of grief, changing a job, selling a house, breaking up relationships. Um, and it's, it's hard to say it, but it is. Just be in the moment, allow the emotion to come through, and enjoy the process. Because upon reflection, that's what you get to. Anything dead, gentlemen? How was the wine? <laughs> it's very nice. It wasn't bad. It was good. Trav, you drank yours pretty quickly. Yeah, I like to drink quick. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm with um, with Marco. Um, I've never looked at grieving. Oh, I've never. It's a five even, step process. I've never read an article oh about like I. <laughs> my grandma passed, and you just do what. I don't know, you don't really have any tools or uh, any context. Yeah, we talk about all this other stuff, but in the moment when it happens, like, shit. Well, um, we, we, we were going through it last night at the basketball court. You weren't there. Um, one of the guys has um, his pets ill, his girlfriend's pets ill. He's been told that he may not be able to fly to Bali for his holiday because of the volcano, <laughs> and he's, he was down in the dumps. Yeah. He was depressed. He was grieving. Should listen to the blues. He's at stage that. one. Okay. Okay. And, you know, that, so it's interesting, but we say there's no steps, but there are. But this is where it connects really well with the first topic. It's, if you can bring into your life the meaninglessness of stuff, it Perspective. helps. Perspective. Man. Yeah. Death, death, it happens to all of us. For sure, for sure. So death and teaches you not to getting appreciate a flight life. Or not doing right? this or whatever. It's, yeah, exactly. It's just stuff it, that's happening. It is just stuff. And it, but what we attach to those things is where the unhealthiness comes. I think it pings back to you've got to acknowledge that, but if you're feeling the emotion, you've still got to Let feel it. Yeah, it. Yeah, oh, Don't yeah. tell yourself a yeah. bullshit story of like, oh, none of this matters. Like, you can go too, maybe. I think that's where the Stoics get a bad rap of like, oh, they don't feel anything. But it's not the case. I think you've still got to feel, allow the emotion um, to flood through. Yeah. Um, but I think the power comes in the awareness of acknowledging it, right? Um, knowing when you're when it's happening and not letting it take you yeah, take you down take you over and taking the perspective that it can serve you because unless mm. you're mm. Yeah. number mm. 7 billion and you're the worst off 
there's there's going to be an equal almost equal amount of people especially in our circumstances right there's going to be way more people that are in worse situations that have made a better outcome than what you potentially could so you can acknowledge that it doesn't mean you have to force yourself to feel it you can just choose to see that that can be the outcome and take the lessons from the negativity now in that light can help you a lot Mm. I think yeah They're cheap lessons. Like same thing, you could learn about grief in primary school, right? But then it becomes more expensive the longer you hang around and the, the less lot time you've paid attention to your emotions. You bring up a good point in regards to childhood. I think there's not enough talk or honest talk about the grieving process, death, um, bad things happening in... Like kids are protected don't too much. the five-stage process, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, there's no... Like people, kids are protected too much, I think, these days. Um, Trevor, sorry. No, no, you're right. I feel like there's something that you want to say. Yeah, Trev. Stop a bomb. I guess... Um, <laughs> body language, hey? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, does, does... How can I put it properly? Do you... Does it concern you or worry you? I guess it's coming back to your point, Marco... Uh, does it concern you or worry that, you, that you're not grieving enough or you process it too quickly? Because that's something that I've... You've brought that up. ...done a lot, yeah. And, and I... Not that I process it really quickly or... I don't no, know, don't just... Yeah, and, and that's it. Like, I, I, I still do to a certain extent. You're emotionally responsible. Yeah. Um, and you're processing it the way your mind and body allows you to process it at the moment. Yeah. If you want to come back, like you talked about, come back and go back and re-examine your feelings, which is extremely um, extremely responsible to, to process and say well shit did I do anything wrong there uh, great no worries but don't ever hold yourself accountable to societal norms yeah it's just that self doubt creeps in you know at, at, at times yep. so Fine. I was just wondering if anyone else has experienced that emotion or oh, or you know other than yeah well that's what I shared there is the same like I've, I've felt like I came yeah. Who knows? Maybe it will expose itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, I could give you a real trick to allow some emotion to flow, mate. I did it with my dad three hours later. Like I think I filled a boat of water. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I think it comes back to that. Um, and I guess it's really acknowledging there's no right or wrong to it um, as well. Yeah, absolutely. No. The more we talk, the more I, I realise that the less judgment you put on other people and yourself is really going to help either you helping someone else or someone helping themselves because you know instantly my thought was when you were talking about whoever it was last night feeling bad about their pets and their trip to Bali I was like get a fucking dose of perspective but but I don't understand the context of their life Mm. and the significance of what they mean or what sits behind that sure well, you know what family pets mean to everybody, right? Yeah. We understand that. And their trip to Bali was, 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 was an attachment to a, an anniversary yeah. of something. So there is... It's whatever not, anyone attached to I just to wanted to... I didn't, don't yeah. really... I'm not fussed about that particular example. I'm fussed on my instant reaction gotcha. of trying to dose them with perspective as opposed to applying zero judgment and yeah. trying to understand first which I think is going to help a lot with, yeah. with anything like this. I mean, it just helps with anything in general, right? The yeah. less you judge. It's all simple shit. Yeah, and you know what? But age gives you the beauty of experience. You, know, you guys are somewhat younger than Michael and I. Excuse um, me. And to, be able, <laughs> and to be able to share this conversation is, is a good one because 
again, you know, you've you've dealt with life, death earlier than what you dealt with death, Justin and Travis and Justin, um, and you've obviously your emotional intelligence around the subject is somewhat more founded and sounded because it's 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 a hard thing to, to understand mm. unless you're really in it and give some some time to reflect and on. It's it. funny, isn't it? I mean, death is like it's gonna happen to yeah, all of we us. Just, we just fucking ignore it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, after I listened to BJ, um, Tim Ferriss, I mm-hmm. journaled on, like, you know, yeah. um, actually being, actually semi-grateful that you're actually going to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. being grateful that eventually you will perch. And the Homo <laughs> Sapiens um, book, I believe, talks about it as well, about, uh, there's a whole other conversation, and we should <laughs> save that for another episode, but perspective on it, and... Um, yeah, it was a really great experience. It was my first experience six months ago um, with my all my passing, and it was a on re- reflection and enduring. It was a great experience, yeah. um, and there were some really great questions asked, and it allows perspective as well. Um, calls you out in your own bullshit, and I think it's come back to almost loops back to conversation of self love. Um, if you can cultivate a bit of that through that process, is probably very powerful as well. I think there's definitely a whole podcast episode just talking about what is death. Like, what, what is it? Like, <laughs> that's well, you know, obviously that, that, <laughs> well, that's a, that's another yeah. day. That yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I, I love the fact that yeah, it's brought up because I, I don't think particularly. I don't know. Men don't like to talk about this stuff. No. And I know you, you obviously bring brought a couple of good ones. Um, that not even that. I mean, we've had some feedback of like guys talk about this stuff like which comes back to society norms and judgment Mm. it's like all probably not enough um as well no i don't i I completely agree with you there's probably a lot of other topics that's that's at least one of my reasons for being part of this apart from being selfish and developing my own emotional intelligence i think is we get to be an example of conversations that you can have that are really 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 fruitful and also look at the bonds that it actually creates by yep. going to this level. Yeah. So. I well, that, it's funny you say that because one of the things through grief they say is to connect yourself with someone. Yeah, connectedness. Yeah, uh, for that reason. Mm. Yeah, because that uh, stems that happiness and that sort of, you know, all that sort of good feelings. Uh, so, yeah, that's nice. Thanks for sharing that one. Mm. Pleasure. And good tie between the two. Okay, gentlemen. Well, if that is it, it seems to be a wrap. Rapnessness. Chicken salad. Well, did, we, did we start or? with rap? No, we start with no. DJ. Well, we <laughs> were going to rap DJ. out at one point. Yeah, that, that was a mid. That was a mid rap. Out. Well, anything with a rap. That was a mid rap. Wow, wow. Good vino. Lovely. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a oh. massive reason fan. So. What happened to our blind tasting this week? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Fine tasting the water. Oh, the and Jap- Japanese, Japanese whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> Japanese whiskey. We really let the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, fly by the yeah. well, let's just keep some notes next time then, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers. Great to see you guys. Bye. See ya.